Alrighty. What is this episode? 75. Let's get this party started, shall we? Alrighty. Hello, everybody out there. Welcome to the Jam Room Podcast. I hope you had a fucking great weekend. It's been pretty good over here in Perth. Some new shit going on. My condolences to everybody over in uh, uh, New South Wales at the moment. Uh, coronavirus is hitting you guys like a ton of bricks, eh? Uh, yeah, thanks for fucking it up for the rest of the country. We were doing so well until Sydney got a few cases and then didn't know how to quarantine properly or socially distance. And apparently this whole fucking uh, outbreak in, in Sydney or Greater Sydney or whatever. It was all based on people just fucking breaking the rules and having house parties and shit. Um, so we're not through it yet, guys. Stop it. You know, you're ruining it for everybody. But it is what it is. Uh, you guys are still locked down and see how we deal with that. I think you guys are just going to end up conceding to the virus, which is not going to make the rest of the country too happy, but it is what it is. And because uh, today, um, this is a Monday that I'm recording this, uh, we've got all our restrictions lifted here in, in Perth, Western Australia, because uh, we've got no coronavirus. So we just spent the last week wearing masks just to pay sort of uh, lip service or anti-lip service, I guess, because they're covered. I don't know. But yeah, we just did it just as a precautionary sort of thing, and we're out of it. We got through it. It's fucking fine. All good. There's more shit coming out in Perth at the moment. Um, I know we've bitched in this uh, podcast before about the um, the Lord Mayor of Perth, old Bazzy Zemplis, old Baz, um, big nose Baz, because uh, he's trying to brand this city of ours. He's taken it upon himself now that he's elected mayor, which, like I've said before, Seems like a full-time job, but he's still fucking running radio shows and uh, doing news anchor shit on sports broadcasts on the TV. So he's not taking it too seriously anyway. So he's hired this crack team of people to come up with a way to brand Perth, to boost tourism or give us some sense of identity. Because let's face it, in this day and age, we need the elites. We need the governing class. Uh, to tell us what our identity is, because apparently we can't figure one out for ourselves. And anyway, we, we heard a, like a month or so ago that they had come up with the fucking wicked revelation that Perth isn't just sand and beach, it's actually made of people. So that's the kind of, uh, kind of folks that are trying to come up with branding Perth, is that they were already stumped on the fact that it's fucking made of people. But anyway, they've come up with a brand new idea. They want to make a cable car from Kings Park, which is, uh, if you've never been to Perth, Kings Park is a nice, beautiful national park. Not really a national park, which is a piece of botanical garden that we have kind of on this little sort of cliff face sort of area right next to the city. Um, it's beautiful. It's all full of warm, uh, war memorials and all that sort of bullshit. That's what you do. You decorate a fucking botanical garden with... Um, you know, reminders of horrors of war. That's just what we seem to do here in Australia. Maybe elsewhere in the world as well. But anyway, they want to make a cable car somewhere from the, the top of Kings Park through to the city, I guess. Something like that. Um, guys, this is an idea that's been floated for the last 30 fucking years. So not only is this fucking wicked forum that he's put together of all these uh, industry professionals 
you know, finally recognizing that the city is actually made up of, of people. We've got them rehashing ideas from 30 years ago and trying to claim that they're their own. But anyway, it's what's going on. That's what your tax dollars are doing. If you were able to earn any tax dollars over these lockdowns, it is what it is. But good on them. I mean, at least they're um, making progress. The big question mark. I don't know. They're doing something. They're spending your money. That's what they're fucking doing. So we could just leave it with that. I don't know what's going on, guys. Um, there's like these new calls going on in uh, in Australia at the moment to to battle our, um, you know, you would think that the coronavirus would be the biggest issue facing Australia, but I mean, it kind of is trickling in now, but still our fucking obesity crisis is like the real pandemic here in, in Australia and kind of, kind of worldwide. I don't want to say worldwide, but as far as Western worldwide goes, this, um, this uh, epidemic of fatties walking around is it, something, hey? Um, and so they're, they're floating these ideas here in Australia to try and maybe put some like uh, forced government advertising, some warning labels on like sugary products, you know, your soft drinks, your, your crisps, all that sort of shit. I don't know. This is, this is where the rubber meets the road. Um, because it's kind of a similar tactic, obviously, to what they've done uh, to smokers here in the in the country where they've taken away any kind of advertising every single uh pack of cigarettes looks the same uh has huge images of things to try and stop you from smoking and all that sort of shit um so they kind of want to do that with all the the sugary treats that's uh contributed to this epidemic of obesity that's that's going on here and i want to see how they navigate this because it's interesting there is also this body positivity movement going on worldwide. Um, you're not allowed to fat shame anymore, et cetera, et cetera. So how do you tackle an obesity crisis without fat shaming from a medical standpoint? Right? I don't really know how they're going to do this because it's going to start shining some light on the shit that they've done to us smokers over the last little while. And they haven't given a fuck. By the way, if you are not from Australia, you might be surprised to think that I spend more than $50 on a pack of cigarettes. 50 Australian dollars. I want to say that's like 35, 35, 40 bucks American. Something like that. Maybe 35 USD dollars, something like that, on a single pack of cigarettes every fucking day because of the taxes and all that sort of shit. So they're not really trying to help me that is trying to price me out of the fucking market. So smoking has obviously become a thing. It's more of a status symbol now. I feel good lighting up a cigarette because no one else around me can really fucking afford it. If I quit smoking, I can literally buy another fucking house. So how are they going to do this um, to overweight folks with the whole uh, it's bad to body shame? For instance, right now I am looking at my pack of cigarettes and it has a huge picture that takes up, I want to say, 70% oh, of the, the front of the pack. Um, and it's just got a huge picture of someone's really ugly ass teeth. Right? What if that's what you were going for? I know it's unhealthy, but should you shame someone for having bad teeth? There is another packet of cigarettes out there. And the picture on the front is just a really unattractive old lady 
and they say, surprise, she's not actually that old, right? So how, how are you going to do that with, uh, <laughs> with like, uh, a, a, you, you go down to the shops and buy a, a Coca-Cola and it's just got a, a picture of some morbidly obese, um, should have a documentary about it, made sort of person on there. You're not allowed to fat shame. So you can't do that, right? Even if that's what you're going for. We know it's unhealthy. We know it's a burden on the fucking medical system. Well, it's not really with the tax. Well, as far as cigarettes go, the amount you pay in tax more than covers your medical expenses later in life. Um, maybe go check out the stats for yourself. I don't want to debate them here, but let's face it, it's pretty fucking horrendous. I mean, I don't need to pay much more tax than uh, just my cigarette smoking. But either way, how are you going to do it with fat people? Huh? Without being accused of being bigoted assholes and all that sort of shit. Yeah, it's fucking... I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this thing pans out, guys. Because I know everybody's got their vices. I was told as a kid, never trust a man without vices. Because everybody's got something that they're guilty of. Everybody's got something. And if they don't, fucking hell, there's skeletons in that closet that you don't want to see. You'd rather see someone's vices um, than find out about them later. It's probably the safe way to go in life, you know, let's face it. But yeah, I don't really know what's going on with this, uh, this thing here, but I'm interested. Let me know what you think. I, I know us smokers are fucking deplorable and there's a secondhand smoke sort of thing, etc., etc., etc. But what about the excessive BO of overweight people? Isn't that offensive to the public? You know, can't we shut these people in a separate room the way you've done to smokers for the last couple of years? How smokers have to go to their little back alley and get shunned from uh, polite society. Can't we do that with overweight people because of their smell, because of the way that they might sort of act a bit too proud? Because let's face it, if, if, if a fat person is proud of their fat, that's very encouraging for children to become fat and be like them, isn't it? So I don't know. It's going to be a hard fucking water to wade through in the future. I don't know. Fucking let us know your thoughts. You know how to hit up the Jam Room podcast. I just thought that was going to be a little bit of an interesting revelation because they're dabbling in the idea, but they're not going to want to commit to it yet. Not with the climate we have right now where you should just accept everybody for what the fuck they are. But smokers, you can treat like shit and fucking charge them 50 Australian dollars for a fucking pack of smokes every day. Whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is. I'm not crying out for the plight of smokers. We're fine. We're just laughing at it. This is fucking hilarious. Anyway, I had a great weekend. It was my fucking niece's first birthday this weekend. So, you know, I got to spend time with her and the rest of the family all celebrating this nonsense. And fuck, it's hard to buy for a one-year-old, isn't it? I had no idea where to start. She's not going to remember any of this shit. And I don't know if I'm buying something for my sister to help her out as a parent. Or if I'm, you know, I, I went the douchebag option and I bought something nice and expensive as an ornament that she, like the kid might keep forever. I bought this fucking nice little um, ceramic statue of Tinkerbell, like an official Disney sort of thing. And uh, just to leave on a shelf or something like that for the rest of her life, it's a bit of a dick move because now this thing has to be taken care of because kids can't play with it. Certainly. Certainly not a one-year-old. Jesus. But um, 
I don't know. It was fun anyway, guys. Nice barbecue. Just ah, beautiful. Didn't even think I was going to get through this podcast today because we were issued with a severe weather warning for today. But it's sunny and beautiful outside. And I was told to batten down the hatches and I cancelled all my plans for today. But here we are, guys. I thought I was just going to get in that wicked barbecue last uh, last afternoon. Yesterday afternoon, sorry. And then um, pretty much just hang out inside watching TV, waiting for the storm to pass. But hey, I can come outside and do this for you guys. And there's plenty of music to talk about. And I want to get into it. So hope you've had a great weekend. Let us know your thoughts and all that bullshit that's been going on. Remember to keep sending in your recommendations because I checked out a fair few albums. Uh, let's get to them now. The first one I checked out, um, and this is on the hip-hop sort of vein. I guess it was recommended to me because I checked out the Tyler, the Creator album a week or so ago. Uh, so this album uh, is called Vince Staples by a man named Vince Staples, believe it or not. Um, and he released a pretty damn fucking cool hip-hop album, guys. Please go check it out. It's that sort of slow-tempo, groove-salad-style fucking hip-hop. I like that sort of shit. It's more background stuff than um, in-your-face, if you know what I mean. And, yeah, I enjoyed the shit out of this. It was relaxing and kind of vibing at the same time. Yeah, it is what it is. It's hip-hop, guys. Um, you either love it or you... Th- hate it or you think it's okay which is a a mitch hedberg reference obviously anyway anyway we haven't talked about prog rock in a while guys and i know i'm from the fucking prog rock uh wheelhouse uh so i i was recommended a a band by one of our listeners and kind of checked it out they didn't have anything really new out that i really wanted to bring to you guys because it wasn't too cutting edge it was chaotic sort of prog rock sort of music um anyway it kind of led me down a a rabbit hole i think the band that was recommended to me was a band called spirit box if you're into the prog rock shit definitely check out spirit box um but the singer from spirit box appears on this album that i'm about to talk about now uh it's an album called subjects uh by the band called scale the summit and as far as i can gather um this this whole band is basically the the brainchild of the um, lead guitarist of the band um and it's a fucking cool prog rock album guys there's only like eight tracks on the album but it still comes in at 40 minutes so it's like a double album on today's standards it's a two-sider gonna have to flip that shit halfway through uh scale the summit cool band guys like i fucking like prog rock there is something that prog rock can do that no other style of music really does for me and it's stumble across incredibly pocketed, cool, interesting uh, vibes as far as like beats and guitar riffs go. That's what prog rock does. It just finds little points of interest. And it, yeah, maybe the whole song doesn't make a, a whole coherent awesomeness, but pockets do. I mean, that's the fucking, that's the, the downfall of a band like, like Dream Theater. How, yeah, they stumble across awesomeness every now and then, but it's buried in a bunch of experimentation. There's less experimentation in, in this album, the Scale of the Summit album, Subjects. Uh, it's kind of more to the point, and the vocals are getting a bit more poppy over the top, which makes like it, it just increases its listenability a bit. And every single song on this album, all eight of them, uh, has a different vocalist for each track. 
And I believe maybe the second track of the album or something like that was sung by the singer from um, Spirit Box. Uh, great track. All of them are pretty fucking fire tracks. The vocalists do great jobs. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure this album's uh, released as an instrumental and with the vocals. But the one I listened to on Spotify was just the vocals only. I'm sure you can go ahead and find the instrumental versions if you want to. But why? Why? You're missing out on all the, the beautiful fucking melodies that are coming over the top from these uh, featured uh, vocalists. Please check it out. The album's called Subjects. The band is Scale the Summit. It's a pretty cool album. It's proggy. It's got incredible double kick shit going on. It's got the, like, the, the drummer's got this interesting vibe of um, doing, like, straight out double kick, like, like, real fast sort of shit. But the rest of the, the music is almost like playing in, like, a halftime, quarter-time sort of slow vibes, even though there's this massive rumble of double kicks. So, like, the energy is... Energy is there, but it's subdued. And then it gets released every now and then, and it's fucking glorious when it does. But yeah, it's really, really cool. Really interesting choices uh, for the musicality along the way and all that sort of shit. So definitely check that out. But what I wanted to talk about today, this is something that um, fucking uh, Liam put me onto. He put me onto this uh, a little while ago. He put me onto this guy named uh, uh, Mark Ribelay or Ribier. I think you say it Mark Ribier. It's one of those those words that like it's spelt ribolet, but I guess it's a soft T, so ribolet. But I also think it might be a soft L, so it might be Ribier. I think it's Mark Ribier. Marcus Ribier. And guys, you you probably fucking already have heard of this guy. He's gone viral on, on YouTube and Twitch and stuff like that. He's he, he's just started doing live streams from his bedroom. Um just improvising, creating music singing bit of jokes here and there he's always in a dresser gown or something else like boxer shorts or whatever just a fucking wild dude and this guy like if i was to describe him to you he looks exactly exactly like johnny depp from the movie secret window which i fucking love that's a great fucking movie i think it's a stephen king thing isn't it secret window might be a stephen king fucking correct me if i'm wrong but um secret window amazing movie and uh, Johnny Depp looks like a, an author in that movie because he is. And this uh, Mark Ribier guy looks exactly like that. Um, so, yeah, that's a fucking compliment. If, if anybody's comparing you to Johnny Depp, fucking good for you, man. Good for you. But he's also an amazing musician, an amazing keys player. He's got groove. He's got flow. He's Got all that spontaneous, wicked energy that I love. Like, this is the Jam Room podcast, guys. It's about jamming. And that's why I wanted to put him at the end of this podcast to give a huge shout out to this guy because fucking hell, improv music is the shit. I, for one, love hearing the process, love hearing the mistakes, don't care. And then when you stumble across something, it's just even better. Because it doesn't feel contrived. It feels accidental. It feels like a moment of flow. Um, and musicians out there can definitely relate to this shit. Is that like the best stuff you ever write, you didn't write. You just stumbled across in a beautiful moment of whatever the fuck was going on. You're channeling something. You're, I don't know. Don't want to get too deep with it. But it is what it is. And this Mark Ribolet guy definitely fucking... Uh, 
wades into those waters. And uh, so I checked out a bunch of live streams from his uh, weeks ago. Um, and then this week, um, he appeared on another podcast that for some reason was able to do a big live music set at the for the podcast and still exist on Spotify when I get kicked off for doing that shit. But, you know, whatever, there's double standards because of um, subscription numbers, I guess. So let's help us out, guys. Let's get those subscription numbers up so I can show you more music. Otherwise, Spotify will be dicks again because they're, they're just dicks in general. But, you know, we can maybe get on the good side of them. Because uh, he... Um, he did a live show for the H3 podcast, and H3 podcast uh, you, you may have heard of. It's with a weird guy named Ethan Klein. Don't mind this guy. I know there was some controversy recently with um, like a little bit of a confrontation he had with Stephen Crowder, which I saw happen, and yeah, Ethan was a little bitch with it, and whatever it is, what it is. It's still a great podcast. H3 podcast. Um, they did a live show, and this live show was fucking uh, featuring, obviously, Mark Rubier, um, as well as Reggie Watts, uh, the musician-comedian guy, um, and the great Flying Lotus, who I'm a huge fan of. It's actually the only electronic artist that I've paid, tickets, uh, paid money for tickets to see as a solo show, uh, because, you know, I'm always in the, the rock world and all that sort of stuff, so that was a long time ago, by the way. That was a very long time ago that I saw Fly Low. And it, it fucking rocked. Flying Lotus is an amazing, amazing artist as well. Uh, and so these three together just jamming for like an hour and a half. They've all got their electronic setups there. And they're just vibing off each other, dropping loops here and there, contributing, coloring it this way, throwing chords, throwing beats, throwing lyrics. It doesn't really matter. It's just this wicked improv jam. So much in the spirit of what I want this podcast to be. Just that jovial fucking conversation of musicians right and um there's there's fuck ups there's bad vibes there's great vibes there's incredible layering of um i want to say like musical direction like in so far as like a certain note can pull a whole chord progression a certain way a certain placement of a an off-time snare or a fucking weird shaker or something like that can just influence the vibe. And so what you get is the result of all these influences coming together and serious musicians that know their shit being able to put them in their right pockets and come out with something fucking groovy and cool and fucking amazing. So I figured I'd show you a, a little section of that jam um, at the end of this podcast just because it, it goes for like an hour and a half. I will leave all the descriptions to the H3 podcast. Uh, no, not the description. All the links, sorry, in the description. I'll leave the links in the description of this podcast for the H3 uh, episode on YouTube. Check out the whole thing because you want to watch this as well, guys. I mean, I'm going to play the audio but um, of just a small snippet, but um, check out the actual uh, video of it. Because you can see the chemistry. This is just a lesson in chemistry, right? Of just seeing musicians bounce off each other, eye contact, the way your shoulders move, the fucking smile on your face lets everybody else know that you're digging what you're in. Little awkwardness when you look away. It's like, yeah, you got to fix something. Like, it's just this musical conversation going on um, between some great musicians. And they come up with some cool shit. And it's, it's lighthearted. It's fun. It's fucking cool. 
if you guys make any music like this, just jam and just flow with it, fucking let me know, please. Because I'll definitely want to check it out. Definitely want to talk about it on the podcast. This is the sort of stuff that fucking really gets my blood going. Um, I had so much fun with this uh, live stream. Um, I only finished watching it. I watched like uh, most of it yesterday. And then I fucking had to rewatch a bunch and finish it off this morning. And I'm just on a high from it. I thought that would be my entire day because of this storm that never came. Uh, but now I'm here chatting to you guys, doing a podcast episode, talking nonsense. Don't even know what happened earlier on, but it's, yeah, it's what it is, guys. It's the Jam Room Podcast. It's all about jamming here. Ideas and everything. Ideas and music. Why not? So, yeah, please check out um, Marcus Ribier, uh, Flying Lotus, Reggie Watts, um, the H3 Podcast. Also... Definitely check out the fucking Scale of Summit album, Subjects. And if you're into the hip-hop sort of thing, a great new hip-hop album is um, Vince Staples. Amazing. Here's a little jam from that, um, that podcast episode with these musicians. Jamming. Just jamming. Fuck yeah. This is the way it goes. Have a great week, folks. This is the Jam Room Podcast.
Go ahead and lay down. Take a load off. Day is done. Sun is set. It's you and you.
Did we record that?